Oh, I'm feeling it. You are. Are you, are you feeling it? <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Oh, I should, should be showing off my, my threads. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome Hi. to an episode of Crap from the 80s. Mm. Mm-hmm. And this is a... This isn't a... In the a, 90s. <laughs> oh, well, but I... I mean, I know. I, I know. We'll get there. But, um... So, this isn't a technical... This is not a Christmas episode, uh, but that's okay. If your name is Chris, every episode is a Christmas episode. That's right. Get it? Um, you can still there's there's plenty of this music within the <laughs> Christmas. There's Christmas ska albums and whatnot. But anyway, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. today, folks, this episode of Crap from the Eighties, uh, we're gonna talk about ska and. Um... <laughs> 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 like... Click. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> But they'll see it. They yeah, can either I, click I on it or not. <laughs> um, uh, we're going to talk about our history with the music, but but first we're going to talk about a documentary that we just watched. Yeah. Um, yeah. Called Pick It Up, Sky in the 90s. Yeah. By Pop Motion Pictures. And um, here's a Kickstarter. Yeah, this was a Kickstarter. Uh, we had known about this uh, as soon as it started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for me, it definitely was like a long time coming situation because uh, throughout the years, I've always kind of said, man, I'd really like to do a ska documentary or how come nobody's doing a ska documentary? Remember, we did watch that Fishbone one a few years ago. There's been ska documentaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, nothing... even the, the, these guys, the Siren Six, had a ska. Comprehensive. Something yeah, yeah. like that really like encapsulated That's everything. That's true. And, there was not one of those. Yeah. Um, so it was like, oh my god, somebody's doing it finally. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so this is I don't know when they when did they start like 2018 uh, probably mm, early 2018 yeah yes. um, yeah I mean compared to a lot of documentaries I feel like it's a pretty fast turnaround time because some of these things take a couple of years to come out and this yeah we probably heard about it last year I don't know how long they've been working on it but we um, yeah. it just came out to buy uh, two weeks ago. Probably maybe three, weeks, three ago. weeks ago. And you, so this was a early Christmas present for me from him. Well, I'm, I'm on the mailing list, so as soon <laughs> as it came up to buy, I immediately, like immediately, and then I texted all of our friends and I said, "Don't get Chris this." Not that any of them probably would have, yeah, other would've. than me. Um, but I just said, "Don't do it." And then. Um, and then he texts me the next day, and he was like, "Oh man, this God documentary's out. I gotta get it." <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Maybe, maybe wait. <laughs> maybe don't get it right now." Uh, anyway, so, so we just watched it, mm-hmm. and I have to say that I, I really, I loved it. I thought it was great. I don't know what our producer felt, but. <laughs> The guy in the booth was... Maybe he appreciates a little more. Do you like Scott a little mm-hmm. bit more now? Sure. <laughs> yeah. And hey, you know, <laughs> not everyone can be as cool as we are. It definitely was... It it took you back to that early 90s spot when the before the bubble blew, um, which is cool. And also just talking about like the people who are into ska for the most part and that feeling of like camaraderie and like acceptance acceptance unity unity it, it is like that <laughs> it is like that um you know going to you know they said like oh going to a ska show i felt like you know this is where i'm supposed to be this is it and i was like fuck man yeah like that is what you feel like when you're into it you know what i mean like it, it is a really uh yeah, that part was like the emotional part for me. I was like, oh man, I miss those those ska days. I and right before it started, I was like, man, I hope they I hope they tell you the history. Yeah, you, you know, did say, so, yeah. so people don't just think it's a it's a music that was invented twenty years ago, <laughs> right? You know, so I was happy that they do go from the the roots in the fifties, yep, all the way through, saying um, that ska's before reggae. It well, yes, finally. 
There's a definitive documentary saying that. <laughs> and when I've told people that throughout, History. you know, uh, my life, they've been like, bullshit. Like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. No, ska came before reggae. But it's all great music. Yeah. It's Jamaican music. Yeah. Um, and boy, was this documentary Jamaican me crazy. <laughs> With nostalgia and love and yeah. passion. And Smash Mouth. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why that game was there, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, it was... So, we've seen most of the bands in the documentary. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It was, like, really neat to... And it like it, it made me think. That's why I said I was like, man, you know, we see, we've seen so many of these bands, but they just each band that would pop up, or even a band in the background of like footage, it was just like, oh, we, we saw those guys. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Or, like a, a flyer here and there that was like a there, t-shirt we like, oh, of a shit. band that we saw. You know, like yeah, we really we saw Last Sky. We did a yeah. Man, if we could tell you guys stories in a in a video fashion about our times. Well, anyway, we'd be doing that <laughs> right after this documentary <laughs> review. Um, um, but it was really well put together. Yeah, I, I love that they got like other people, sort of in the entertainment industry, who also love Scott. We're talking about Scott and their love of seeing Scott. Matt Pinfield was cool. From yeah, like, yeah, 120 minutes, minutes MTV. Because yeah. that was one of the first those old school days. The alternative. Yeah, uh, it was uh, two hours of alternative stuff that would play. After like the normal airplay, yeah, it was like sometimes it would start at eleven or midnight. Yeah. Um, you know, it was like the alternative answer to the Headbangers Ball, which was also on MTV. Yeah. Um, but which I also watched, and that's funny because like two musical genres, who sort of will take in the geek and the the not. The misunderstood, cool yeah, yeah. It was yeah. the heavy metal, yeah, and ska, and I and I like kind both. of fell into both yeah. <laughs> and enjoyed both. Being the weirdo that I am, um, yeah. But so it was just it was it was neat to hear <clears throat> all these people talk about that same feeling and that same desire to be accepted by like-minded folk. Um, and I think it's like that with any of this geekery and the comic book scene. Well, you, you have know, a whole the... channel devoted to it. That's right. <laughs> from the 80s, yes. That's right. That's it's right. not giving up on your past. Like, And that was actually really cool. And maybe it's the people that they picked or maybe they cut out certain people. I don't know however it was made. But like everyone was saying, like, it's cool. You know what I mean? Like, Scott is not dead. <laughs> It did not Sky die. Sky was never gone. Um, though, Certainly not for us. No. Well, no, no, no. But, you know, some of these people did sell out or fall off and... Stop playing Sky. There's a lot of people that, you know, maybe you're not watching this particular episode, but, like, so many people to us... Anytime... What's your favorite type of music? I say Sky music. Oh... Oh, I remember that. I'm like, what do you remember? It's still there. Like, it hasn't gone. It's because most people I know. totally were with they're that in trend. That, they, they were in they the were, impression that I get bubble. They were in that trend, and then yeah. that trend died. So they were like, well, that music's over with. Yeah, uh, Time to go do something else. Yep. Those are those are filicky, finicky... <laughs> Philistines. <laughs> Philistines. Um, people who, who, I guess, maybe weren't finding their their tastes yet uh so they were just kind of glomming on to anything that was cool at the time yeah um but real music fans stick with the music that they love you know it's, yeah at least for me yeah i mean not uh, it's great i i think it's it's crazy that people sometimes don't recognize it but that's fine at least there's a whole documentary and a bunch of people who will buy this documentary who are just like us if you're watching the documentary and you you own it, you should probably talk to us because we'll talk about Scott. <laughs> yeah, we will. Um, you can get it at www.scamovie.com. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, um, but I, I said that too when we were watching. Like when I meet somebody who still listens to Scott, I don't know anything about that person necessarily, but I'm probably like you're cool enough for me to talk to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not that I'm like above talking to anybody, but it's like. I know that this person, yeah, but if someone was like, hey man, my favorite band ever is um, 
the slackers, yeah. you'd probably be like, oh. well, let me just kind of know a oh, little absolutely. bit more about this guy, because, like, who says that? You absolutely. Know what I mean? yeah. Or if you, anytime we see, it's weird, we'll see Skank and Pickle t-shirts out in the wild, which is really weird to me. Um, but anytime I'll see someone with a ska shirt, every oh, single yeah. time, we oh, yeah. always go, eh, hey, man, <laughs> cool, yep, yeah. I'll, I'll go across the whole fucking, uh, grocery store, if I, I and I'll see it, I agree. and I'll go, hey, I just wanted to let you know, sweet bim scala bim shirt. <laughs> I, uh, that is so true, yeah. like, and again, it's, it's very much like that with heavy metal, power metal. And and ska like anybody that I see walking by, yeah, we've gone to so many fucking conventions throughout the years, yeah. That anybody with a shirt of a band that we love or that's so obscure like that, we're yeah. like, hey, yeah, and they, hey, hey, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> they know it's it's that you're in the that. know. There was one dude I remember who. I can't. I Were was, we in line at John Carpenter and we saw somebody? Uh, maybe. Anyway, who knows? Okay. We saw John Carpenter. <laughs> was That's it John Carpenter who had that Oingo Boingo shirt? Well, I was going to say, uh, there would be this dude at uh, Cinema Wasteland like yeah. every year. And he guaranteed he was always wearing an Oingo Boingo shirt. Oh, okay. Or an Oingo Boingo bandana. Okay. And I always mentioned it. And it, after a while, he was like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oingo Boingo. We like Oingo Boingo. Because <laughs> I'd be like, ah! <laughs> but it's just, you know, because you don't see it often. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, but I remember at Celebration, Star Wars Celebration, the last one we went to, I was wearing the 40th anniversary. this shirt. <clears throat> and some random, like, Star Wars dude, like, goes, hey, skank a picture. <laughs> Great shirt, yeah, you know. It's great cool. band, you know. Like, it's like, oh, you know, okay, yeah. sweet. Yeah. You know? So it's just, it's just it's cool. It's, 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 it's nice. very it's, cool. Yeah. You're in on it, you know. But you're a, you're a fellow skanker. You're a brethren. That's it. Of man. the two tone cloth. Um, but the the doc, you know, I don't know if it would get nominated for an Oscar necessarily. <laughs> but it was it really need to. No, no, but I'm saying, like, in the sense of it was a really good documentary. Like, it was well made. I like that they added animation. I like that they got yes. a lot of perspectives. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just, a, it was, like I'm saying, it was a solid. It wouldn't get nominated for an Oscar because it's not about, like, someone climbing a mountaintop or something or yeah. a bunch of third world African kids or something. But as far as, like, sweet ass <laughs> documentaries go, and we've watched our fair share of those, it was a well made documentary. Yes. Yeah. It was. Really good, and yeah. I wish they would have gotten some people. Of course, um, you know they can't get everybody. I mean, but that list is—it's a thick list. It is thick, and some of them—not not to take away from other people, but it's just like some people should have had a little longer to talk. Yes, uh, had a little more opportunity to talk yes. about that particular band. Like, and don't the, talk the to music. me about knuckle drivers as much as I want to <laughs> hear about skanking pickle. Like, well, he didn't talk about. He didn't talk about any of his stuff at all. I know, but yeah. I mean, I mean, that's okay. No, I he know. He was just talking about the scene. But I even mean, Tim didn't talk. Which Dan, is, I know. Well, that's weird too. But they know. did mention Rancid. They did do a which big is great part on Rancid. Yeah, uh, and Tim Armstrong um, narrated, narrated it. So. Uh, who started Operation Ivy and then yep. went into Rancid? Yeah, they did talk about that. So. And Rancid plays some of the best ska punk ever, ever made. Yeah. Ever. Um, but I, you know. I wanted them to talk with Oingo Boingo a little more. That would have been nice. <laughs> and talk about... Because that, that's what started it for me. Yeah. In the 80s. And we'll talk about that. In the 80s. But, um... And I'm really sad that the Planet Smashers were not, uh... Were not on this. And I don't know why. Uh, because... I mean, at least to me, they're one of the biggest... <laughs> it's like, if you're gonna get... Third wave ska uh, bands out there. Yeah, like Tokyo Ska Pock Orchestra, and you're going to get some of the guys from, like, Mexico. Like, they clearly went. Yeah, you couldn't go to Canada. You couldn't go to Canada? Go. Yeah, like, so it's kind of weird that Like, it that is weird. Out of all the bands, Planet Smashers played with almost every single band that was in this. Exactly. Especially, and the, and, like, in Warped you know, Tour and, and stuff like that. They started in 94. 
You know, right when fucking Rancid was releasing Time Bomb on yeah, MTV yeah, yeah, and everything. Right. And yeah. I, I just, I don't know, but whatever. For what we got, we got a really good... The doc was yeah, so good, was good and doc. by the end of the, the whole thing, I was getting a little misty. I actually had to go to the bathroom to, like, wipe a little bit. Because it was bringing back a lot of memories, not not just from my childhood in the 80s, but going into my teens and young adult years and what we did, because I did have a band and, and all the people that we've seen and played with and just the music in general, the time of life it was. Yeah. I remember there was a there's a kid in the doc who talks about how, or maybe it was someone talking about when they were a kid and they would they put on a song, and he was like, everything's good like it makes me feel happy and blah blah. And I I anytime if I am in a really down mood, which isn't too often, but if I put on P in the Elevator by Planet Smashers, it's over. It's like, okay, let you, me. You pull out the gun and you're ready to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> and then that song comes on, and as soon as that horn section hits, you know the one. It's then I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, like it's it's happy. It, br- it brings happy, you up. happy music. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. I I give it uh, five horns up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, ten out of ten checkered flags. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it was great. Yeah, and we got to watch all the. Um, I am going to watch there's, all the extra. Oh, there's over 90 minutes yeah. of bonus material here, folks. So we didn't get through that. So I'm going to pour over that. Kill it, it played throughout <laughs> throughout for about a year. It's played many festivals. It's played at. It's played many, in theaters, right? Oh, yeah, so, it's played. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. What I and it's won okay, so many so awards there, there and everything. And I couldn't remember that. Yeah, I. If you're a ska fan, and hell, if you're just a fan of music in general, and you want to like discover different genres. Or if you're like a '90s music person, like, and you're like, "Oh, I remember the this thing that happened." Like, yeah, I think it's this is really only doc. the best music from the '90s, anyway, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and it's not even from the That's '90s, true. but 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 yeah, you know, you get you get drift. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I recommend it. Skymovie.com. Mm-hmm. Go mm-hmm. check it out. There's there's a bunch of different bundles you can get. I know Jump Up Records also has a VHS version. Oh, really? That they're selling, which is awesome. Should get that. Uh, you know what it was? It was like that email came in, and I just I didn't even look at anything. I just was like, let me just get it. Mm. So it's here. I think there's like a shirt. It's a mutual a shirt gift for both. Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He gets he kept the digital because <laughs> yeah. he's Mr. Digital. VHS would be cool he, to have. He poops on, on physical media. Wow. But me, physical media forever. He'll he'll be buried with that. I will. I'll be buried with that. <laughs> <laughs> on a 4K Blu-ray player. So that was great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Pick it, it up. Scott in the nineties. Great documentary. You you filmmakers were awesome. Pick it up. Pick it up. <laughs> um, we will recommend it to other like-minded folk. So. Yeah, all three of you who we know who like ska, we will let you guys in on that one. <laughs> I'm gonna show Bobby. I'm gonna show my son that. You think he'll like it? I well because For of the, uh, because he's uh, such a music stuff too freak. Yeah, and he's that's what he wants to do and everything. Mm-hmm. I think, and I've played ska music for my son since he was in the womb, and that's no joke. We used to put the headphones yeah. in there and we'd play ska all the time. But he. Yes, he really enjoys ska. He did skank out the moon. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just think he might appreciate it. I, I really do. Uh, so I'm going to... I know. It's a good thing. age for him to, to watch a documentary on ska. Yeah. What? What? Shit. What the? Uh-oh. I'm listening. All right. You want to talk about back his, is breaking. histories of ska? That's fine. Okay, cool. There's some ska. There's some ska behind us. The Siren 6. Very short-lived, but, <laughs> but one of the greatest ska bands in the history of, of music. For sure. For anyway, sure. <clears throat> so let's talk about our connection, our love, our adoration. Uh, why, you know, why we love ska so much. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, do you want to go first or do you want... I guess it should... No, you go first because okay. like, I'm jumping off of the your side train. Track anyway, into, yeah. yeah. Balkajville. <laughs> um, 
So, I've talked about it before. Growing up <laughs> with some wacky adults. <clears throat> yeah. uh, my mom and my uncles, the Seavers. Uh, they were very uh, eccentric and goofy and weird. And that's why I am the way that I am. Um, but my Uncle John and my Aunt Suzanne in particular, they listened to all sorts of crazy, awesome music that they sort of pushed onto me. So I would go over to their house, see my cousin Jess, stay overnight for weekends. I would kind of alternate. I would go to my Aunt Suzanne, Uncle John, and Jess's. Then I would go to the Bowkers, my grandma Bowker, and then I'd see these knuckleheads. Mm-hmm. And I would do it sort of off and on. You were passed around, Quinn. Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> yes. I, I mean, really. I mean, you're, you're a kid, man. Uh, so this was the 80s, and, and um, one band in particular that they, re- they really loved was Oingo Boingo. I would love to meet. You know, like back in those days, like Oingo Boingo fans, because I'm just curious, like what they, you know, what do they look like? <laughs> well, they I'll look show like you. everybody, like look like us. Yeah, I'll show you pictures <laughs> of my uncle John and Aunt Suzanne. Yeah, you know, is it on there? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, obviously, we knew Oingo Boingo as a culture because they were sort of the soundtrack band. Yeah. And the big song that everyone knew, uh, well, two big songs, was Dead Man's Party and Weird Science. Yeah. Um, and I think I was probably the only kid <laughs> who knew more songs by that band other than those two songs, those two songs yeah. which were all over the place. Uh, and that's because of my relatives. And so... Not even knowing what the music, what that music was, and certainly Oingo Boingo are, are they're all over, they're new wave, yeah, ska, yeah. punk, rock, they're, they're like everything, ska. but they did a lot of ska. Yeah. So that's where I first really started hearing it, and it, and a little later, I'd say like '89, like madness. You know, well, no, it was Fishbone oh, okay. again because of <clears throat> my aunt Suzanne's sister, Jody. Uh, and their ilk, that group, listened to Fishbone okay. and stuff like that. So I would hear it. Um, but in 1991, one of my first like vinyl albums that was given to me on my birthday was Madness. Okay. And it was like a collection of their their Big hits. biggest hits. Yeah. But it had, I mean, Madness was a ska band, and they're still going strong to this day. Those I ones. was shocked that Those that song heads. came out the other day. Oh, no, they've still, they've no, been rocking it. I mean, like, I just hadn't, yeah, you know, I hadn't heard it. Every and... year they do this big, like, it's like Mad Stock or, or whatever, <laughs> something like that. It's like the the knucklehead army or whatever. You gotta do it, man. I gotta, like, yeah, go, let's go to England. Let's, let's go, do it. Let's go. Um, <laughs> so, you know. So, uh, Madness, I was like, okay, so these are the guys that did... Did you know it was Ska? See, I don't... You didn't, right? No, here's the thing. Like, you just knew it was like, this is I good must music. have heard it. No, no, I know, but I don't know if you knew I must have heard somebody ska. say it because yeah. of my relatives. And mm. my Uncle John was in a Ska band. He was in a lot of bands. He was yeah. just a... He would do whatever was cool. He played so many instruments. And in the Ska band, he played the saxophone. So, um... To me, it was just weird. That's what I mean. Music it's... that my, you know, yeah. the Seavers got me into. It was just part of the the Cars, the Talking Heads, yeah. Devo, all that stuff. I was like, this stuff is great. You know, this is so. Um, but yeah, I don't think it was until probably 1993 when Boston. the Tones, uh were coming to. Alfred State College, and they were, and they were, they were. It was Weezer and the Boston, <laughs> and what a so mix. <laughs> we had. Um, it was all through that. I think going to our, uh, we had a store in Wellsville that's still there. Uh, it's called the Music Alley, yeah. 
So I went there and I was, <clears throat> can I get, I heard this band yeah. on, on uh, MTV and the first video I ever saw <clears throat> from the Mighty Mighty Boss Zones was Someday I Suppose. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, this sounds like, uh, this sounds like Fishbone right. and, and the Mighty Mighty Boss. I mean, um, Boingo Boingo and like yeah, Madness yeah. and what, what yeah. is this? So it was really the, it was Rick at the music alley who was like, do you like these ska bands? You know? And I was like, <laughs> yes, like, okay, ska, okay, ska. Yeah. Um, and he was the one who was like, oh, you know, the Boston's are playing at uh, Alfred College huh. coming up, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah. Really? And the tickets were ten dollars. Well, of course they were. They still like this guy. It was only it was only ten bucks, yeah. but for Weezer and Money yeah, Boston, right, right. right? Yeah. Um, so I bought every Boston album there. You know, and this was nineteen ninety three. So they were probably twenty dollars a piece because at that time, <laughs> fucking albums cost so much money. Well, no, it was CDs. It was CDs. No, I know. Well, that's what I mean, though. Yeah, Remember, like, it was probably like $17. Be like, yeah, eighteen ninety nine when I got the Swingers soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but some of those, because it was like uh, smaller labels, it was only like 15 bucks. Right. So. I just I but I did spending it. a lot of money. I did it. Um, and I was just, I mean, really, from, even though I had had Madness and New Madness, and I knew the song... Um, the version that the specials did of Message to You, Rudy, I knew that song, but I didn't oh, yeah. get pulled into the two-tone thing yet, even though Madness was... And, and Madness really only had like one one thing on the two-tone uh, uh, label. But... Mm. Uh, and I knew... Everyone knew Our House in yeah, the 80s. Nice. 19, but it wasn't a ska song. Because right. they would like... They would do mainstream stuff, but on those albums, you would always hear ska music yeah. and ska uh, tracks as well. But um, but it was really, it was finally like a okay, that's what this is. Yeah, that's what they're, that's what my family was digging into, yeah. and that's what this whole music thing was. The Boston's led me to so much more music, right? Big time. And I would. I just started like looking up the genre, uh, staying up late. And by looking it up, people, this is zines. Yeah, this was well, this is magazines. This was this, this was, was like, magazines, and this was uh, music catalogs. I was gonna say music catalogs in at at the place at the uh, music alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and no internet back then, guys. <laughs> so it was probably so I kept like. I would stay up to MTV so that I could, if in, just in case, to record you know, one twenty minutes. If there was other uh, bands that were going to pop in, and um, Suicide Machines had video. Well, that was a little later. Was it? Later? That was a little later. The big one was uh, Time Bomb from Rancid, and that oh, was nineteen ninety four. But by that time, I had already seen. I'd seen the Boston's probably twice at that time. By that time, <laughs> um, and then. So I was getting, I was, I wanted to, what is, oh my God, Rancid, <laughs> Operation Ivy, you know? Yeah. I was just, what, is, I want it all. Yeah. I want it all. So I really was <clears throat> just going kind of apeshit. And I remember other family members being like, what is this carnival yeah. music? <laughs> you know? It was just so, it yeah. just was, was foreign, especially in Wellsville, all right? Especially in Wellsville, New York, where I was growing up. Like, it just. Oh, we're both of us. It just, wasn't a, <laughs> it just wasn't a thing. No. Um, and then in 95, I started a band <laughs> called The Swanky Modes, which is based off of a fake band from one of my favorite movies, Tapeheads. Um, Have you talked about, you've talked about Tapeheads. Um, pro- probably. Probably. Um, Tapeheads is an amazing movie from 1988. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but so I was like, Oh man, the swinky modes, that's a great weird name <laughs> for a, for a band. And because I was making low budget, schlocky, crappy movies and also loved absurdist comedy again, thanks to my family and everything. Um, I would write these gross, silly 
lyrics. Sure would. And <laughs> I wanted to st- I wanted to have a ska band, and it started slowly because we just didn't. Nobody knew what it was, and I, I other than like. Well, it's like that doc, right? It's like you get the band geeks. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> like, but luckily my friend Michael, who was our drummer, oh yeah, he was already sort of into the punk thing. Yeah, um, so he knew some of the bands that I was talking about. Right. So he got it, you know. So and and to him and to actually most of the the musicians in the band, they were just in it because we got to play. Right. You know, nobody else was saying when really Michael's forte was heavy metal music. Yeah, he loved yeah. like metal music. <laughs> he looks like heavy metal. But he but he yeah would play anything. It just yeah. didn't matter because he was playing. Yeah. Um, like so, we slowly gathered an army for the Swanky Modes, and um, yeah, we just plucked people from band at school, um, the horns. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, we didn't really have a real guitar player until probably a, a year or maybe six months into the into the band because our first guitar player could barely play. He was my buddy Eric, um, and he kind of he just didn't, and he certainly didn't know how to do the ska dink. the ska uh, upstrokes. What yeah. I called. The Dink Dinks. <laughs> I, I was writing this gross stuff, and our first singer was our buddy David. Dave Rashim, Rashim. Well, we call him Rashim. His name was Dave Swigert, but uh, and he he just you know he, he was basically Dickie Barrett from the bottom. He just he's even worse. Yeah, oh yeah, he couldn't was, even understand. What he he was worse. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> at least Dickie going mostly understand it. Yeah, I, I mean, really, we were we were like a copy of the Boston's, but but. The music wasn't anywhere near the Boston's. It was all, it was badly played, and the lyrics were ridiculous. But we certainly dressed like the Boston's. Yeah. Um, all plaid. All yeah, plaid. yeah, yeah. Had to wear plaid. Yeah. The Had to wear shirt and tie. Yeah. That stuck. The plaid left when we were just like, we aren't the Boston's. What, what are we doing? We're the, we're the swanky modes. We really got to set ourselves apart, guys. <laughs> Well, I mean, in the end, we, no. were, we were known as, like, filthy ska. We were, yeah, we were like a, it was filthy ska, yeah. Filthy comedy ska. Filthy comedy True. ska. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so anyway. I mean, you could do a whole episode on Swinging Mode. Yeah, at this time, we gather the group, and, and uh, um, my friend Emily, who was, um, Emily and Demetra, they were, they went to high school with me. Yeah. And it turned out that Emily was like a hardcore, like, punk, punk ska chick. So yeah. she knew way more bands than I was even, like, regaling her with. She's like, of course I know that band, you know? So she's, like, really like, oh, you got to listen to this band, this band, this she band, this band. That, she yeah. was awesome about yeah. that stuff. <clears throat> um, and then her and Demetra, uh, they just became our singer. They, well, you want to sing for us? Because Dave can't sing. Uh, absolutely, let's sing. And they can't. They couldn't sing. They but they, they yelled the lyrics, which was fine. But it worked. It just yeah, worked. It worked for what it was. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so during this time, um, I'm also going over to Olean and and hanging with my cousin a lot during weekends and whatnot. And I would take d- a duffel bag. <laughs> Yeah. Of stuff, VHS, horror, you know, whatever the hell it was, and music. Yeah. And I would just dump it out, and we would just listen to shit. So I started playing Oingo Boingo and all this stuff to Casey. I think I listened to Boston's before, like, at uh, at Grandpa and Grandma's house, though. 
Oh, did I bring Because I too? distinctly, yeah, I distinctly remember the boss tones, and okay. I, I distinctly I did. remember you playing it, and then like because I'm an Olean and nobody knows what the hell I'm talking about, like not hearing it again <laughs> until maybe you, you know what I mean, like seeing you again or seeing it in Clueless or whatever. But I do remember you like playing it and yeah. going, "What is this? <laughs> what is this thing?" Um, so yeah, I mean, the cool thing is like, yes, you would bring over a lot of music or when I'd go over to your house, I remember we had <laughs> that party at your house. That, like, yeah, but th- at that point you had already, I, I mean, because of that seed of me yes, playing that music, you yes. had already sort of like fallen in love with the music. Oh, I had already done like... Yeah, the cool, like, so in Olean, there's a really cool uh, radio station, the St. Bonaventure radio station, um, down there, and they would play ska. The Planet Smashers. Yeah, that's well, that's, I remember you calling me up. Yeah, yeah, so they would play ska all the time, and, like, I had never, so that song that I said, it makes me feel happy every time, Pee in the Elevator, which is, it legitimately is probably the my favorite ska song of all time, but I remember hearing it. <laughs> and taping it off the radio because that was a thing you had to do and then calling you and going did you hear this <laughs> yeah and uh no cell phones folks no <laughs> this was pick up the phone yeah beep boop beep beep yeah or rotary and... yeah maybe mix um yeah and that but for me i remember i have one friend who is super into punk um so he got me into like Blink One Eighty Two and stuff before they were cool and like some other shit like that. He knew Real Big Fish. Were they ever cool? Um, so like that was somebody that I could talk to. You know what I mean? And like a couple of my friends got into Real Big Fish, but it was after I was like, "Hey, this kind of sounds like that punk music, Bouncing Souls, and all these other you know punk people." I was like, "Hey, if you like that, you may like the ska version of this punk music that you're listening to." <laughs> and a lot of them did. And then a lot of them stopped, you know, at the end, after 90, what is it, 97? Like 98. It, 98. It was, it was gone. After yeah. that, yeah, everybody just kind of like... But not for us. Went No, they went their, their ways, but yeah, so I don't know what time, when was it then that you would have started coming to my house? 96? It was 96. Okay. It was 96 yeah. when, um, that's <clears throat> when you... Called me up and said, have you heard the Planet Smashers? Right. You know? But I mean, like, I'm saying I had recognized Ska, so I had to have been listening to Ska before that. Well, it was 96, though. Okay. So it was all It was 96, really. Oh, my God. I mean, 95, I I came over to your house. Yeah. But it was, like, early 96 when we really started, like, getting thick. Yeah. You know? Uh, Certainly with... You know, because other than uh, the band, yeah, you were the only other person that I could like manipulate <laughs> to enjoy ska. And here we um, are. <laughs> and we had the ska band. We had that band for three years. You know, and we got to play with a lot of big dope, bands, dope bands. Yeah, um, became friends with the Planet Smashers. Got on the radio. Got on the radio. Yeah, for our number one hit. <laughs> Transsexual Nazi Eskimo. Yeah, that was a big one. <laughs> Play that footage. Um, yeah, you know, Ska, like, it's weird, because I, I don't know the times, because we didn't stop listening to Ska, and a lot of the bands that we like, so, you know, Real Big Fish did, actually did sell out. Um, Planet Smashers tried to, Boston's tried to, like... A lot of these guys did, like, Less Than Jake. Um, But, to their point, even the guy from Less Than Jake was like, we have a whole catalog of music that people like. We don't have to make new music. So, like, I still listen to, what is it, um, Losing Streak, as if it was 1996. Pesco, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like... like, So, I think, what's interesting in in, in the doc, but, um, and I guess... As fans, we saw it, because we, we were paying attention to what new albums were coming out, but there was this weird, like, you could tell when 
It was late 90s, early 2000s. When the mainstream was like, all right, Ska's over with. Yeah. Is when these bands that we loved, some of them, uh, their second or third albums would be devoid of Ska. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, what the fuck? You know, like, this isn't right. This doesn't sound good. Like, what is happening? Yeah. Um, And then it's like, it's almost like they all kind of like, had that moment in the mirror you know <laughs> where it was like what are we doing what have i become yeah and they're looking at their hands and they're shaking you know they had just like strangled a skunk or something and then they it's because and then they're back yeah and then they go back yeah and it's like ah yeah. like what a what were you thinking what were we thinking you know the bands and then shkabam <laughs> And they're back putting out Sky albums. The only album that successfully did it, in my opinion, is No Doubt. That sold out, stayed sold out. Oh, you mean the Tragic Kingdom? And got big off of it. Every other Sky band that tried to do what No Doubt did, didn't do it. None of them. Not even close. They were the only ones that, like, we left our Sky roots and we're never looking back. Or as everyone else had that. We really I, suck. <laughs> I much prefer... Of course. This is honest. I much prefer uh, the No Doubt that was a ska band before Tragic Kingdom. The only thing I like on Tragic Kingdom is the beginning and the end of Spiderwebs. <laughs> that's it. Because for me, I was like, okay, that's the No Doubt that I had heard. That that different people song is a ska song. Well, and it has horns. Well, and it is disgusting. Well, <laughs> I I like um, I like no doubt. You know I don't care. I don't like their. No, I, I don't like don't. their music. Yeah, when they're not the ska thing. <laughs> so when they did the the cover of the Vandals, um, "Oi to the World," oh. I was like, "See this? What this is the no doubt? This is no doubt." Was that after his Tragic Kingdom? Yeah, because yes. Oh, it was yeah. Well, I it was like maybe right in the thick of it, right or like right. It was like a year after. Mm-hmm. But it was their ska version I of Oi to the World. I was like, yeah. yes. still listen to that. It's a good Christmas. It's on my, <laughs> my Christmas ska album. Yeah. Real Big, Fish has a, Real Big Fish has a great Christmas album, which is fantastic. Yeah. And of course, the number one selling reggae artist of, of all, all time, time, Brian Adams, yep. has Reggae Christmas. Which is yeah. extremely popular around the Seaver household. I got you that too. Year that, round. That, well, you got that, me the album. Yeah, the album. I was. I've been listening to Radio <laughs> no, Christmas my whole fucking life. Uh, yeah, that was. Um, anyway, uh, so those bands sort of like the ones who thought they needed to change to make money or to to sell out, if you will, saw the error of their ways and then went back. Like every single one of them. Uh, yeah, almost so every weird. single one of them went back. Less and than then, Jake's the only one also that kind of... Less than Jake does a little bit of both. Yeah. Goldfinger, they always were on the fence. Like they would have a Scott song and they would have a True. punk song. That's fine. And that's, that's fine. fine too. But I'm talking about those albums where... There was zero ska. In well, that really big fish did. is it the one that has a little that doubt goes one. a long way. Well, well, that's it has those that's two I think songs. The third, that's the third album. And Boss DJ has two songs, and they're gold, solid gold songs. And the rest is just garbage. Just, yeah, so just garbage. But now they they are just they are just ska. They're just ska punk. Yeah, and that's what they do, which is great. Um, but and then there's bands who sort of disappeared, sort of like disbanded and came back oh like well, actually these guys well kinda they did came back for a reunion <laughs> yeah a 20-year reunion which i have still sore feelings about this thanks to his wife <laughs> uh but we could have seen these guys and we wanted to see these guys and turns out they played <laughs> several times yeah. in a reunion uh and now they're gone They'll be back. But I'm talking about the Suicide Machines who sort of just left. They just kind of kaput. Yeah. And now they're back and they've had like two albums out right. or whatever. And right. Bucko Nine left. Yeah. They came back in the last couple of years. They've had two new albums yep. or whatever. That stuff is cool. And it's all, it's ska. The bus. It's ska. It's ska punk. Well, yeah, I was going to say like they 2019, 2018, there's some great albums being released yeah. by some of these Bands that we love. Even Bruce Lee band hasn't been around in no. a while. Well, no. They always 
I know, he, but I'm just he saying. He does that, like, though. He, you know, it'll be the Chinkies, yep. <laughs> which is his band. Yep. Mike Park's band. Come on, the Chinkies, that's his band. Yeah. Um, or Bruce Lee band. But, and they yeah. kind of alternate. Yeah. Dan Pothas has been doing it forever. He, if he if he's not just doing it with Dan P himself, yeah. then he's doing it with Mu Three Thirty. Well, that and last he's doing album is with one of my favorite uh, albums. The Bricks. Yeah, I just love it. And if he's not with the so Bricks, much. then he's with the Bruce Lee Band. Yeah. Um, so it's funny that most of the bands that we love are still out there killing it. Yeah. You know, and they're still bringing in audiences. Um, for anyone who's watching this episode, I would, I really, like we say it in every episode, but I really would like to talk to you because we just don't like, we can meet a million people who know what He-Man is and know Lion O and all those guys, like all the 80s stuff that we like. It's not too hard other than like kid video. It's like a little bit more obscure, but like Scott, it almost seems like such a hard, you know, so many people are just like, eh. Yeah, eh. I mean, I get a lot of. I used to listen to ska. Oh, I know. I used to. Yeah, like, so why, it's just why like stop. I want to. I want like it was cool. The interrupters. We started in twenty thirteen. It's like oh, 20, okay. 2011. 2011, Okay, the yeah. interrupters. So which? Yeah, yeah. They're a fantastic. They're one of the. I mean, they're, they're really so great, good, right? so yeah, good. Yeah, um, a killer modern ska band. I would really like to talk to you about what you like. You know, Scott wise, Scott you, wise, you, yeah. If they you, do, yeah. You know. Well, they got if they're watching this episode and they've made it this far, maybe they don't know. What I've found, which is great, <clears> this <throat> is great. People finding Scott through us. Well, if you listen, to, if you watch any LBP movie, any but, LBP, that's one of the things that would is always a resounding thing when people would be like, "What is that?" Song that always gets stuck in my head, and who's that band? The Planets, like so many times, so so many times. I also make comedy horror movies. I've been doing it for a very long time. Um, you know, very right? long time. <laughs> yes. And the majority of the music is always ska. Yeah, 98%. <laughs> so I think it, 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 it really is a unique thing for a Chris Seaver movie. You know, it's, you know you're, what you're going to get, and you're going to get that ska, and you're going to get the weird absurdity yeah. and yeah. shit. And it's just, it just somehow... Maybe you might not agree, but somehow it works. Uh, and I've never thought it weird, you know, to put a ska song into what is... Well, what there's many doing. times, I'm, you know, it, like, I'll listen to a ska song and I'll be like, oh yeah, in that scene in the movie, <laughs> like I texted you the other day or three weeks ago or whatever, and I was like, oh, what is that uh, Mad Caddy song? Because <laughs> I was thinking about this scene in Teenage Goes to Camp, and it was making me laugh, and then I had to get the song. And yeah, So throughout the years, <clears throat> either at conventions or through letters or emails, <clears throat> fan interactions or whatever, people write you letters? Back in the day. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if I've... anyone is like... They have. I've actually... Mr. C. They have. I've kept almost every letter I've gotten. No, but I mean recently. It, it, well, yeah. Really? Actually, last year... Okay. I was sent a letter and I still have it. I on, mean, I understand, like... yellow legal. Yeah, yeah, like, you unscrolled it. I did. You got it off of a, a crow and you, <laughs> you read I did. it. I I kept it. Um, <clears throat> but, um... People will say, like, oh, ska music. And so, yeah, so I uh, I wanted to know what that music was, <laughs> you know, so I looked up certain things, and then yeah. I, I became a fan of this, I became a fan of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we <clears throat> became friends with the Planet Smashers and played with them a lot, and uh, we would give them entertainment for their tours. So they would get Chris Seaver movies, and they would watch them on yeah. their, their tours on the road. Um, <clears throat> so they always let us use... Anything. Anything. A lot of the ska people, Mike Park, even so Mike, many people, yeah, yeah, yeah. would just let us use the music in the movies. Um, I think they understand, because, like, you know, they brought it up in the doc, too. Like, it's not in a Target commercial. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, like, for bounty. It's an underground, do-yourself yeah, thing. which is what they were. And it's just getting the music out there. Yeah. So we would get, I would get a lot of comments of, hey, man, I, this song, blah, 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 now I love this band. It yeah. happened a lot with the Planet Smashers. Like, oh, yeah. oh man, Planet now Smashers I collect the Planet sure. Smashers yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's, you know, unity through schlocky <laughs> movies and music and yeah. power and passion. And 
Skanking. Mm, mm-hmm. Skanking. <laughs> the passionate skank. He was, uh, he, he became a member of the Swanky Modes as well, and he Oof, became our yeah. Ben Carr. Yeah. Ben Carr is the dancer for the Mighty Mighty Bosses, <laughs> and that's what Casey became. Yeah. What's um, one of the... Sometimes, Casey, you would even skank through diarrhea oh, stomach. Oh my god, it was one of the worst experiences. <laughs> what was one of the best shows that you can remember? For the mm-hmm. Swanky Modes? No. Oh, that we went to? Or, or that I went to? Yeah. You saw a band. What was, like, one of the tops? Um, I think... <clears throat> as we said, we, we've seen so many bands. Yeah. So many concerts. One of the... Oh, man, there's a there's quite a few. But the ones that stand <laughs> out... Oh, and this is different, because you and I have gone to different... Um, we haven't always gone to every show together. Is that what you mean? Well, say like the Warp Tour. Yeah. So in the nineties, because because Sky was getting big, they threw on like almost. There would be a Warp Tour that was like you almost know, all eighty percent ska. ska bands. Yeah, that was. The so days. there was one. There was one Warp Tour where they had the specials. They had the Cherry Pop and Daddies. Yeah, I they had Save Ferris. They had <laughs> it was me. They had yeah, the Smooths. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that Smooths album I still listen to. On it's a great, album. very regular bass. Uh, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. I mean, it was it, the Planet Smashers. It yeah. was packed. It was packed. Um, but seeing being able to see the specials was like, yeah, you know, um, that was I, like the last one. I think the one you and I went to was the last one, where it was only like a few bands. It was Planet Smashers and like the Mighty Mighty Rostones. Right. Yeah, um, it was af- It was that Jackknife to a Swan. Yes, album. Remember yes. where it was like, yes. oh my God, Scott. That back! was a great album. Yeah, they, they had gone away with their selling out BS, and then they came back. And yeah. it's good album. Um, <clears throat> um, I remember, but. I remember, I mean, a lot of Planet Smasher shows were oh, fucking fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. Remember when you and I went to CBGB's? Well, I was just going to say, that is, is in my top. That, so, a lot that, of people have never gone to CBGB's. And we've seen the toasters a lot. But this particular show at CBGB's in New York City. Yep. And I'd seen the toasters at the Knitting Factory. I don't know if you were with no, me at that one. that one. Okay, it was it was the Toasters and the Pilfers yeah. and, and a couple other bands at the Knitting Factory. But being at CBGB's, and this was the Toasters with, like, everybody. They had their organ player. They had, like, a full horn If you section. have an organ player, you already know you're in for some shit. <laughs> because any time... Like, they rarely do it. Not all of them want to bring out the organ player. But when they do, especially when the Planet Smashers do it, it's magic. Um, or, or rancid. Or, I mean, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. But, but so this this show it was just special. I don't know if it was because we were at CBGB's. I think it's because and because the toasters were fucking on point. Yeah, like they just sounded so. Well, good. it's also the acoustics in that place because like I don't I really I still don't understand how CBGB like didn't <laughs> like why couldn't like Green Day just go here's the here. Four million in back taxes or something like I. It still blows my mind how it like went away. There must yeah, be yeah. some weird legal thing, but anywho, that's one of the last things that happened at CBGB too, because it went away after that. But the sound was insane. I remember going into the bathroom. Do you remember this? Like in the bathroom, it was like there was a couple urinals on the right, and in front of you, you walked upstairs, and there was just a toilet, but there was no doors. <laughs> it was just literally a throne. And like that was the room, and I was like, "Oh man, that would suck." If you had to and the whole thing, and the whole thing is just like history. Oh, you know what I mean? It's just like it's it's wet. The, with the amount of bands that that have gone through that place, and legends, and stuff that's written on the walls yeah. from these people, and it's it was just insane. And they were amazing. Yeah. The sound was amazing, and. <laughs> <laughs> You can talk about that. But it was so weird. <laughs> so before Toasters come on, they're like, hey, uh, we've got this young guy. He's coming up in the scene. He's from Jamaica. You know, we want him to kind of like hype you guys up. And we're like, okay, whatever. But they is don't... he from Jamaica? He is. Is he? Yeah, he is. Okay. He's, okay. I don't know, white Jamaican. I don't know what he is. But um, Snow? 
Yeah, so he comes in and he's spitting, toasting. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's doing with the toasters, and nobody knows who this guy is. Whatever. And then they play, and it's great. And then Tokyo or uh, New York ska ensemble also play, which is great. And then a couple months later on the radio, we hear this song, and we recognize the name, and it's Sean Paul. That was the person who opened up for the toasters that night. <laughs> and his music is obviously not ska and not even close to ska. Well, he didn't like open up for him. No, just, but he, he was played like played with the toasters. That's he was what I mean. Singing and toasting with the toasters. Right. It was very But then he left. I mean like yeah, and then he was like, like kind of opened it. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was like one of those that was one of my favorite shows. Seeing Big D in the kids' table, because I actually really loved them. Oh, yeah. Well, we still love them. Yeah, I mean, still, still they still make strong. good music. So, so we saw, a bit, there was a ska fest, um, several ska fests at Alfred State College. How weird. And we saw the Slackers there. Slackers, we saw Big D. We yep. played there yep. for Scalloween. Yeah. Um, that was the Which show is when got you got sick. sick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I mean, I saw the Boss Tones there and Weezer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you see the Boston's at Fredonia College, too? Yeah, we did. That's yeah, where... That was the mud show. Yeah, that was yeah. the mud show. Um, but I saw Mephiscopheles at, uh, in Rochester. Yeah. At a Rochester Fest, and yeah. that kind of sucked because it was also, like, muddy and rainy, and people were assholes and shit like that. I remember, who was that band that was at Geneseo, the Blackouts? I mean, I know they weren't a big bag, but like, well, they were there was some small. Yes, it was members of the professionals yes. who was a Rochester band that we befriended, and which was good. Their guitar player was also our guitar player, yeah. uh, Pete. Pete, professional Pete, professional Pete. love you, Pete. <laughs> um, but I just saw you know so many bands, so many other ones. Mustard Plug, yeah. I mean, anytime yeah. we saw Mustard Plug, Aquabats, of course. Aquabats, Aquabats. Yep. We saw the Aquabats and the Planet Smashers yep. together. Yep. That was a dream come true show, for sure. Um, geez, just a lot, man. So, so it doesn't, you know, it didn't die for us. It didn't just disappear. It, you know, I guess like Amy Allen or Amy Interrupter said, like it, it doesn't. It just goes in and out of mainstream. But these people are still making albums. Yeah. Some of them are even better than what they did 20 years ago. Like, Big D's albums have been, like... And they still better. have big crowds. Yes, they yeah. always have big... Every time they have big crowds. So, it's... I don't know. We haven't gone to a Scotch show in a long time, though. Well, there's a reason for that. That's one thing. <clears throat> uh, it's just... It's... it's um, We keep getting older. They keep staying the same age. Well... The people who go to the show. Yeah, it's like the... The so kids. So, you don't... It's like, you want to skank, you want to dance, but the kids that are going to these shows now, they just don't get it. They don't skank, they don't... So they mosh. Or they want to start fights and thrash and... Yeah. It's like, is it worth going to see the band that you just want to have fun and dance to when there's, you know, 80% fart heads who don't know what the hell to do at a ska show? Right. You know? That, that is a that thing. Sucks. We Chris, Chris and I are ska elitist. I can't remember <laughs> if that was the term, but like we we're real like it's got to be a a vibe where we, we're the skanking vibe. Everyone's in it. Everyone's happy. And if they're not, then it's kind of like you just kind of stand back and just you enjoy it. Yeah, you but might it's skank just not in your as, own little circle. It's not as while fun. it's cool. Yeah, you want to interact it's with hard the band to, and skank, skank, and I know, but. It these oh I know this is just <laughs> cause issue, and it kind of it kind of came to a head. We we went as adults. We went to this show. You remember it was, mustard it, was, plug. it was mustard plug, and it was voodoo glow skulls. Yep. Um, it would have been an amazing show. Yep. If it weren't for the audience, I mean the audience just didn't know what the fuck to do. Um, and it was packed, and you could see, you could tell who were the ska people, yeah, and who were the just this this is a yeah, we're drunk and we're gonna bash and thrash and kick your ass. <laughs> you know, it just yeah, they kept chanting that. <laughs> no, but it, it just 
you know. Yeah, no, I, I, I remember. It was just so, like... Because you could tell the Scott people wanted to just be skanking and being happy, and, like, they all kind of had to go off in a corner. Yeah. yeah. But what we need to do is go to, like, a ska festival and well, see we how that is. thought about that. You know? In Portland. Remember? Well, we still have some coming up. There's this, yeah. the Supernova No, I'm not saying ska we, fest we can. In Virginia, we, we could do yeah. that. Um, you know, that's in the summer. We probably should just throw our own. I wish. And, like, that I wish it. we could. If we had the dinero, the greenback. <laughs> well, these guys are the cheap, gelt. though. <laughs> they really are. Compared to other bands, they're pretty inexpensive. Because I almost got the Planet Smashers to come, but, you know. <laughs> my, another my another stupid, 40th birthday. Stu- <laughs> I, I'm going to be turning 45 I, in a couple of years. I know. Maybe that's, uh, maybe that's the one. That is the one. Any, uh... Closing ska thoughts, ska thoughts, <laughs> ska doinks. <laughs> ska is never dead. It never died. It lives on through our children. <laughs> it, and A it younger will. generation. You know your daughter's gonna be. Oh my skankified. gosh! Unfortunately for and not Ryan's. a bad way. <laughs> She's gonna be a skank. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I just. It's it's something. I mean, we listen to ska pretty much. I listen to every day. Every day, yeah. It is. It is. It's like Star Wars. Like yeah, it really is. Like as far as like Star Wars for movies and that feeling, ska. And I love other bands. Of oh, course, too, I do. Me too. Not. I mean, not a lot. <laughs> I'm very particular. <laughs> yeah. But if you ask me again, my favorite genre is ska. And if I had to go and put all the bands that I like against ska. It's going to win. It's <laughs> because it makes me happy. Yeah. No other music like it makes me as happy and as like joyous and just like, you know what? Things are going to be okay. There's no There's sad ska, you know, right? There's really not any, like, maybe no. Slacker's got I mean, a couple ones, yeah, like, his, listen, his I mean, girlfriend left him or some you shit. You know there's the political side there of ska, is. which is where it sort of grew from. Right. The Jamaican... Yeah, but you listen to Bruce Lee Band, and they're talking about homeless people not eating sandwiches, but it sounds so happy that <laughs> yes. it just doesn't. Yeah, you know. I mean, there's 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 all types of ska out there. There's, yes. d- there's different ska within the genre of ska, and there's also, same with the lyrics. You're going to get happy, goofy, weird, fun lyrics, yeah. and you're going to get meaningful lyrics with your ska. Yes. You know, just like, you know, you got your... U2 out there in the real world, which I hate. I don't like U2. But what I'm saying, you got U2 and you got Weird Al Yankovic. And it's all right. They're singing the same things, just in a different way. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So in the Sky world, you got that same thing. You got, you know, babies getting bashed in with boot heels and uh, oppression. And you've got, you know, sandwiches with mustard and cheese. and and, uh, I lost my hat today. Goofy hats and, and... Girlfriends who turn into yeah. lesbians, you know, oh, yeah, that is a very common theme. <laughs> but it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. It makes you feel something. It's it's powerful and passionate and magical. Makes you, yeah. as the old folks say, it makes you <laughs> tap your toes. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'll never stick yeah, your feet to the beat. I'll never uh, not like ska. No, can't even. No, it's it's Not in right. the blood, man. Yeah. Scott for life. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> we got to get those matching tattoos. That's right, Scott for life. Yeah, yeah. right underneath our death from above tattoo <laughs> from Starship Trooper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's it, folks. Yeah, that's Scott. It. That is that's us talking about pick it up, Scott from the '90s. Yep, documentary, and our our. Uh, our just a little with, brief. Yeah, I mean, just a we, nugget. We could probably keep going about <laughs> what we love and our favorite bands. And yeah, everything. yeah. But we do have a bunch. I mean, I guess we can say a few. Who are you? Who? Who? Off the top of your well, head. Well, we already said Planet Smashers, Siren Six, uh, Big D and the Kids Table. Mm-hmm. I can still throw in the Aquabats, still Mad Caddies, Smooths. Mm-hmm. I listen to Slackers Radio all the time now. Hepcat. Who? Who'd you got? Who else? <sighs> Scavuvi and the Epitones, <laughs> Bim Scout Bim, Pie Tasters, Spring Toasters, or, I'm, or you just say, saying favorites? I'm just throwing bands out we names love. Now. No bands yeah, we love. Yeah, yeah, Toasters for sure. Toasters, yeah, uh, Mustard Plug, 
Yeah, timeless. Uh, the specials, madness. Yep. Um, Jeez. Yep. I mean, who I still love Toots and the Meat Tales. I'll just listen to Toots. Uh, who else do we love? We love so many. Man. Interrupters. Well, Rancid. Tim Armstrong by himself. Dan Post Haste. MU330. Mad Caddies. Yeah. Skanking Pickle. Anything that Mike Park has done. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a lot. Less than Jake. Yep. Old ones. Real big fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real. Yeah. Duh. Real big fish, man. Jeez. There's a lot, guys. And they're all in this documentary for the most part. <laughs> yeah. So. But. The Swanky Modes. The Swanky Modes is probably number one. Um, <laughs> please. Hit subscribe. Hit the bell. But also write. Seriously. Write to us like what you're into ska-wise. Or if you don't know. Well, just take any one of those bands and listen to them. But um, we are more than happy to talk ad nauseum. About we'll recommend some Scott. bands, and if you know some bands, recommend. That we to don't us. know, but yeah. I mean, we know a lot of bands. Yeah, say Ferris, yeah. Um, Dancehall Crashers. That's right. I mean, they're everything. I mean, yeah, we know. Everything. We pretty much know all of them, but I mean, you could try. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. So there you go. Huh? Yeah. You know what we should go do? Skank. We should go skank while we're picking things up. Okay. You know? Yeah. And then you can yell across the room to pick it up, and I'll yell across the room yeah. to pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Bye, guys. See you tomorrow.